What's up, divers? Welcome into the Deep Dive Fantasy Football Podcast, where I take a deep analytical look at fantasy football and combine it with a common sense approach to lead us to some titles. I'm your host, Brandon Gabor, and before we get started, remember you can follow me on my main platform being Twitter at Deep Dive FF, Instagram at Deep Dive Fantasy Football, YouTube at Deep Dive Fantasy Football, even TikTok at Deep Dive FF. And as always, check out the website, deepdivefantasyfootball.com. With that being said, let's get into the content. What's up, divers? Welcome into Deep Dive Fantasy Football. We've got week four on its way. I'm excited to get to it. The Bucks got a nice matchup with Brady versus the Patriots. And we've got a whole bunch of other good matchups, starting off with a great, in my opinion, because there's a lot of players I want to watch and put under a microscope, beginning with the Thursday night game, which we'll get into. But first, we're going to talk about some really quick buy lows and sell highs. Don't got too many here. For me, a buy low, and it may not be a crazy buy low, but it would be Tyler Boyd. Through the last two weeks, he's got a 30% target share. This Thursday night, T. Higgins is out again. And guess what? Most people that play fantasy football, whether they are a Bengal fan or a Jaguar fan or not, are going to be watching this Thursday night game. And when they do watch this Thursday night game, they're going to see a lot of Tyler Boyd. If they see a lot of Tyler Boyd, even though they know T. Higgins is out, they're going to see him produce. And all of a sudden, they're going to start to like him and his price is going to go up. The perception of Tyler Boyd will change after this Thursday night game because the Bengals, let's face it, they're not on TV that much. So a lot of people have not really got to see Tyler Boyd. Well, that's going to change and that's going to cause his price to change. So as of right now, Tyler Boyd, who I think will be a solid flex because I looked at the Bengals schedule and they're going to have a lot of matchups coming up with offenses putting up a lot of points and Joe Burrow's probably going to have to throw a bunch. So even when T. Higgins comes back, that's good target share and a a good opportunity for Tyler Boyd to work with. So because of that, I think Tyler Boyd's a good buy low right now. You could probably get him for a bunch of wide receivers that you shouldn't be able to get him for. So that's one. And then I got a sell high or two. Ezekiel Elliott is a good one. I kind of talked about him on the week three recap episode a couple days ago. I think maybe yesterday. Ezekiel Elliott had two touchdowns. Although he didn't have many touches more than Tony Pollard. And once again, he was not that much better, if better at all, than Tony Pollard. And usually Tony Pollard's better, but he did have a pretty nice game. But touches-wise, he was still sharing almost like 55-45 with Tony Pollard. That's not great. And the touchdowns are going to raise him up, especially because it was versus the Philly good run defense. So people are going to say, oh man, is Zeke back? That's This is what we were waiting for. He's not. I don't think he is, and I think you should sell him before his future games prove that. And then another one would be Adam Thielen. His his offense is not great, right? He's got four touchdowns already. Kirk Cousins is not going to throw 45 touchdowns on the season. Adam Thielen is not going to finish the season with 18 or 20 touchdowns, which is what he's on pace for right now, which is absolutely ridiculous. He's actually on pace for just a bit more than that. So, If his touchdowns regress, then he's not going to be worth what he's worth right now. And I fully expect that to happen. So Adam Thielen and Ezekiel are some sells for me right now. Tyler Boyd is a good buy. So now, with that said, let's get into the starts and sits. But I want to look at last week. Because last week was a really, really good week 
in terms of starts and sits. We've got Matt Stafford versus Tampa. That was a great one. Stafford had four, five, four or five touchdowns. I believe he had five. He had five touchdowns overall versus my Tampa Bay Bucks. Unfortunately, tear, sad face. Justin Fields missed on that one, though. I said he'd probably be a good streamer, good spot start versus the Browns, good in DFS. He got sacked nine times and had a brutal day. I also missed on Juju versus the Bengals. Well, Brandon, you just said this was a really good week. I mean, what, where is this going? You've got one right, two wrong so far. Well, the rest are all right. Saquon versus Atlanta, that was good. And by the way, the Juju one versus the Bengals, that, that shouldn't really even count because he got injured. That's the reason why he got injured in the first quarter. So really, the only miss in the start column was Fields versus Brown, the versus the Browns last year. Last week, goodness. And then Saquon versus Atlanta. I told you guys he's probably going to have his coming out game. He's going to come back to form. And that's exactly what happened. That was a nice nice call. Broncos defense versus the Jets put up a lot of points. And Kirk Cousins versus the Seahawks. That ended up pretty nice as well. Another 22-plus point game for Kirk Cousins. So this week, I've got two starts in this game. And you can start Tyler Boyd as well if you want. Obviously, you can start Jamar Chase. If you want, kind of trying to stay away from the Jaguars wide receivers, but two guys that I definitely want in my lineups this week from the Thursday night game is Joe Mixon and James Robinson. I expect the Bengals to be able to control the ball, to score early, to have their way with the Jaguars, and it's going to go through Joe Mixon. The reason that Joe Burrow has not been throwing the ball so much is because Joe Mixon has been getting so many carries. And that's going to continue in this game. He's going to get a lot of carries because the game script is going to help it. And the defense isn't great. So those carries will be of a higher efficiency than his average so far this season. So you're getting a Joe Mixon, who's already been pretty good this year, with more touches and each touch being more valuable. So I'm all over Joe Mixon. He's going to be one of my absolute favorite. Probably like I would think he finishes top three or top five on the week at the running back position. So I love Joe Mixon. And then James Robinson, somewhat due to the matchup, the Bengals defense isn't great, and the Jaguars won't be as far out of this game as they have in so many others already this season. Now, like I said, I think the Bengals are going to control it, but the Jaguars are not likely to be as far behind as they have in some other games. So that's one contributing factor. The other is that James Robinson is starting to get more and more touches. And last week, we saw him get to the role that he had last year that helped him be a top five fantasy running back. And if he's getting that type of work versus the Bengals, that's an auto start for me. So I like James Robinson a lot too. We've also got Odell Beckham versus the Vikings. I think that he looks really good. And Baker with Jarvis out is probably going to go to go go to Odell a lot versus the Vikings. The Vikings don't have a great secondary. It's just a nice matchup. And I want to instill confidence in people for Odell this week because I've never been a high guy on Odell since he's left the Giants. I've never, never been high on Odell. And I'm still not. And I want no part of him for the season. But for this week, I'll take some shares. Miles Sanders versus the Chiefs. I think this is a sneaky one. Miles Sanders only got two carries versus the Cowboys. People are getting super frustrated. A lot of people are going to want to sit him. I think this is a, a nice spot because Austin Eckler was running all over the Chiefs. He looked to be just carving them up. There were mad holes all over the place. I think the Eagles, after the Jalen Hurts disaster in the last game versus Dallas, 
And seeing that they only ran the ball, I think, three times total at the running back position is going to say, yeah, we need to fix that. We need to establish the run. There's no way Jalen Hurts is good enough of a passer and our weapons are good enough in the passing game that we can just literally pass the entire time. The defense know that's what we're doing and us be successful. So we need to be a balanced offense. They're going to try to overcorrect their mistake versus Dallas and run maybe even more than they should versus the Chiefs. And I think that's going to be good for Miles Sanders. Now, here's a risky one. Justin Fields versus the Lions. Now, I'm not saying you start him over a Kirk Cousins or to start him over a Matt Stafford or a Ryan Tannehill or any of the elite guys. But if you're struggling, if you're picking out of a bucket off the waiver wire, Justin Fields, it's not terrible. It's going to take guts. Sometimes you need guts in fantasy football. It's going to take those guts because of what happened in his first appearance. But versus the Lions... It's not a bad matchup, and I'm somebody that likes to take shots. It's fun, first of all, and that's why we play fantasy. It's fun, and a lot of times people will have a super bad game and the next game just blow up and the other way around. So game-to-game volatility is real, especially for rookie quarterbacks, and that's why I see no reason that Fields can't have a bounce back here. Then we've got Derrick Henry versus the Jets. He's somebody I'm smashing in DFS definitely worth the price the titans are missing right now this week they're going to be missing aj brown pretty much confirmed and it looks like they're going to be missing julio jones as well so derrick henry is going to be their offense and that works it's acceptable because the Jets are not going to be able to stop him and the titans defense even though it doesn't really exist is going to be able to hold down zach wilson and the jets at least a little bit so i think the titans are going to be able to have the lead from the start of the game the jets possibly never lead and the, the the Titans just lean on Derrick Henry the entire time and he's going to be a safe like a super safe 15 points in my head with upside for like 35 because he might just completely take over this game and wear down that defense all like every snap every quarter the entire time so Derrick Henry smashing him in DFS then we've got Corey Davis versus the Titans on the other side of the ball Corey Davis is an ex-Titan, and I love the revenge game narrative. Plus, he's the only guy that Zach Wilson can throw to. Plus, Christian Fulton is not the type of corner that Corey Davis has been dealing with the past couple weeks. He was just against Denver and against New England. New England takes out your best threat every single time, predictable and accurate. That's literally what they do every single time. So, Corey Davis was eliminated in that game. Then, versus Denver, he's got mad good corners all over the field. Denver really doesn't have a weakness at the corner position, so he was given a rough time. Tennessee, it's not going to be the situation at all. Zach Wilson is going to be going to him a lot, so that's why I like Corey Davis versus the Titans. And then Antonio Gibson versus the Falcons. Similar reasons for me saying Saquon, start Saquon versus the Falcons. Same thing with Gibson. Gibson is not going to get... Um, game scripted out of this because whether or not he's going to get a bunch of receptions he should get a lot of carries because the Washington football team should either be able to lead and they are favored in this game they should be able to either lead or to stay close enough the entire time that they can just run the ball Falcons defense is not good enough to hold down Antonio Gibson plus he always has the receiving factor as well it's not as as good as we hope McKissick is still involved but 
they could make that switch at any time. And as we saw, Antonio Gibson is super explosive. All it takes is one play. So I like him a lot versus the Falcons. Now let's talk about some sits. Didn't really have many last week. I had Matt Ryan versus the Giants. That was a really good call. He did very bad. And then Ezekiel Elliott versus Philly. Obviously, we know he did great. So that was a miss there. And that's why you need to sell Ezekiel Elliott. Because it's not going to continue. This week, I've got three sits. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire versus the Eagles. I'm going back to that Eagles run defense and the fact that Clyde doesn't get targeted at all. And also that Clyde's not going to get like 18 or 25 carries versus the Eagles. I just, I don't see that happening. So Clyde for me is a sit. And then Mike Davis versus the Washington football team is a sit for me. And Damian Harris versus the Bucks. Now, there is one of those three that are serviceable, and that's Mike Davis. If you're in a full PPR league and you're struggling at running back, don't feel bad about throwing Mike Davis out there because he might get you six receptions. But in general, I look at him as a sit. And then Damian Harris definitely versus the Bucks. He's not getting much of the receiving work at the running back position. The Bucks have had the number one rush defense the past two years, so no thank you. Now, with that said, that starts and sits. This is going to be a quick one, guys. We're going to get into my five favorite betting lines, and I don't even have a betting on the underdog for you this week because I would be just taking three of my betting lines because I'm betting on a bunch of underdogs this week. I like those matchups. So first, we'll look at how our results were from the past week. I had Patriots covering minus three versus the Saints. The Patriots got crushed. Mac Jones got crushed. Definitely missed on that one. I had the Packers plus three versus the Niners. I was feeling super comfortable about it. They were dominating that game the whole entire time, and the 49ers started coming back, and then Aaron Rodgers had to pull a a little comeback. So it was a really entertaining game, but the Packers won by exactly three. I'm pretty sure they won exactly by three, so that was a push. Didn't cover that one, but also didn't lose out. And then the Lions-Ravens game, I had the under for 50 points. And that was under, so we got that right. I had the Cardinals covering 7.5 points versus the Jags. Got that right as well. And then the Raiders covering 4.5 versus the Dolphins. It it looked horrible to start, then it looked really good, and then the Dolphins caught up, sent it into overtime, and I was like, dang it, that's it. Unless the Raiders score a touchdown, which they didn't, they hit a field goal. So missed on that as well. This week, I am going to a bunch, like I said, a bunch of underdogs. I've got first the Lions plus three versus the Bears. I wouldn't be surprised if the Lions outright win the game. And even if they don't, I wouldn't be surprised if they're within three points. So the Lions versus the Bears are one that I like a lot. They've played a lot of teams, super scrappy, super tough, and they played a lot of good teams close. So I like the Lions for that reason. Then I've got the Ravens versus the Broncos. The Broncos, I'm not really sure why. I guess because the Ravens had a, a rough day versus the Lions and barely pulled it out with the Justin Tucker record-setting field goal kick. So maybe that's why they're not favored. But for some reason, other than that, probably, because I doubt that's the only reason, the Broncos are favored right now versus the Ravens. I think the Ravens are going to win the game. So I'm going to take the Ravens plus one. And then the Seahawks versus the Niners. The Seahawks are underdogs. They're plus three. I think the Seahawks are going to win this game outright. So the Lions, I don't think... Just straight up, if I had to bet, are they going to win or not versus the Bears? I wouldn't say yes, but I like the line, so I'm going to take them. The Ravens, I'll take straight up versus the Broncos. And the Seahawks, I'm taking straight up versus the Niners. And both of them are underdogs, so I like both of those lines. And then the Chiefs are expected to cover seven versus the Eagles. I think they're going to win by more than that. Jalen Hurts is looking pretty bad as a passer. And they're not really going to be able to 
I mean, maybe they'll be able to run on the Chiefs. Austin Eckler, like I said, looked good, and I think it'll be a good game for Miles Sanders. But they're going to need at some point, because the Chiefs are going to put up points like this. At some point, they're going to need the passing game, Jalen Hurts, to just do something. And I don't know if he's going to be able to. So I'll take the Chiefs to cover and win by more than seven. And then the Cowboys are favored by four versus the Panthers. I think that the Cowboys are going to cover. The Panthers haven't really played any super good teams. Jameis, when he played them, was missing eight coaches. And, you know, New Orleans was missing eight coaches. And it was just a horrible game for Jameis. So that doesn't really count. And then they've played the Jets. Zach Wilson, we see how bad he's looked. His best game so far was week one versus the Panthers. And then the Texans, which they didn't really beat the Texans by much. So it's a very sneaky 3-0. and I don't really think the Panthers are all that good yet. So I'm going to take the Cowboys to win by more than four points. So those are my five favorite betting lines, but I do want to go over my betting on the underdog last week just because, hey, we did it. So let's look over it. Let's review it really quickly. So pulling that up, I had the Rams versus the Bucks. Now it was a little bit cheating. And by the way, the Packers, it wasn't a push. They I just went back and pulled it up because I wasn't sure. The Packers won by two versus the Niners, so I actually did get that one wrong. Um, last week in the betting lines. But betting on the underdog, Rams versus the Bucks, got that one. Bears versus the Browns, nope, definitely did not get that one. But remember, we're betting on the underdog, so not huge expectations. Vikings versus Seattle, got that one right. So that's two, that's two, there's two more. Then Eagles versus Cowboys, definitely did not get that one right. So we're two out of four. Am I gonna be able to get three? Am I gonna be able to say, oh yes, baby a triple? Well, what was the fifth bet? The fifth bet fifth bet was the Packers versus the Niners. Oh, baby, a triple. Oh, yeah. Let's go. We got three out of five on betting on underdogs going way against, way against Vegas on the underdogs. And we got a positive outcome, which is super, super hard. I challenge you to try and do this because it's fun. And just, you know, just write it down on a piece of paper, put it in your phone, just try it out one week. Look at the betting lines in the Bleacher Report app or on whatever thing that you look at and just say, okay, who are all the people that are underdogs? Let me pick five to win and see if I can get three. It's fun. So that's that's why I do it on the podcast. It gives me good talking points. So those were the results last week. If I was going to do it this week, I would take the Lions, I would take the Ravens, I would take the Seahawks, the guys we already talked about, and I would find two more that I think have a decent shot at winning. Thank you guys for tuning into Deep Dive Fantasy Football. I know it was a quick one. I don't know if I was just talking quicker this time or maybe because we're not doing betting on the underdog because it's basically the same as my betting lines. Whatever the case may be, thank you guys for tuning in. Good luck this week. Hit me up in the DMs. You guys have been amazing in terms of responses. I can barely keep up on my phone. Like I get back from work and I have over 100 notifications every single time. So that's awesome. Um, it's it's overwhelming sometimes, but it's awesome. So I, I encourage you to keep me busy. Keep sending me questions. And I'd appreciate if you guys write in a review for the podcast. Thank you guys again. Good luck this week. Peace.